Welcome to the Global Missions Podcast. And it's been a couple of weeks since we've been together. But today we're going to uh, be visiting with Hanson and Jocelyn from India and Gopal and Amrita from Nepal. And Scott and I are with you as well. And the topic of what we're going to be uh, talking about this morning is uh, God has given us the opportunity to, to partner with uh, our global family around the world during uh, these times of, uh, of COVID. And uh, at the church, we've set up a COVID relief fund. And so we've been able to have and distribute um, some, some resources and some uh, financial help to various places uh, around the world with our global family. So we're going to hear from these two uh, families and how they are, um, were able to, how, how God led them to use the resources that they were uh, given through FBC, uh, how it helped the people in their area and their people in their churches. And so that's the direction that we're going to be going today. So um, Hanson and Joshua, thanks for being with us. Um, Go Paul and Rita, thank you for you guys being with us as well. So Gopal, why don't you start off and just share a bit of um, things you were able to uh, purchase with, with some of the uh, funds that you were able, with, that you got, and then some, how it helped people and just share, share about it. Yeah, we, we bought uh, uh, 80 sacks of uh, rice, uh, 25 kilos in a sack, and uh, oil and uh, dal and salt and soya and uh, we distributed our 80 families those things oh. and uh, so that was you said that was 60 bags of rice 60 bags before and again again yeah. 20 bags about and then 20 yeah and then uh, so 80 bags of rice and then you had um, soybeans and dal? Yeah, dal is With, pulse. Okay. Uh, we, we make soup of dal and right. rice. Right, yeah. Dal is, is a bean, right? That's bean? Yeah, bean, yeah, bean, but yeah. it is, uh, but uh, green date. Okay. And <clears throat> near Rajgat, about five to 10 kilometers, uh, there was big jungle before, 10, 12 years before, but, uh, uh, many poor people cut down trees and make a small part there and uh, many, many families are living there, more than 400 families. And last time our church collected some food, rice and vegetables and uh, distribute for some families, not all. We cannot give all 400 families, but we did uh, uh, for some families. And <clears throat> This time also we bought rice, dal, salt, and soya, and uh, and oil, uh, and uh, we take them uh, by motorbike in some places. Our church leaders carried it in their shoulder because there was river, and uh, in some places the bike doesn't go now because of uh, monsoon, and so we took it their home and gave them. And one family, when we reached there, and they told that uh, they have no food in their house, and they remain, 
he was remembering us because uh, before we have given some rice to them and uh, just he was thinking about us and we reached there uh, with rice and some vegetables done and uh, he was very happy and told that I just was uh, missing you <laughs> and he was so, very go, happy. So Gopal, um, you said this is a, uh, a, like a resettlement village. These are people that were resettled from a different area. Yeah, before they was they were uh, treated in a big area, but now just uh, some months before, the local government uh, uh, gave them some land in one place, and they all have to make a house in one place. So they are making a small uh, dry grass and bamboo hut in this small area and uh, uh, government planted trees uh, in other, other land. And they just gave the land for house, not for growing, uh, growing corn or anything. So they, they, they don't have any work now. Before they used to go to the farmer and uh, uh, they used to work for farmers and some uh, businessmen. But now the farmers, all family are home. They all were outside, they came back and they are not hiring people. So they are not getting any jobs. So are so, these, are these people, yeah, uh, are these people um, like Nepali nationals or are they a minority people? Are they uh, like a tribal group, a minority group or who are they? They are, they are from, from different race than original Nepali, and uh, they are very closer uh, from India, Bihar side. Hmm. Many years before, they came from India side. But they hmm. are all low caste. All the landless people are low caste, untouched okay. people. And only, uh, there is no any one family high caste people. Only low caste and middle caste and untouched, that type of people. Some are uh, Nepali from long and some came some years before from India Bihar. The, the black colored people are from India Bihar, which oh. I share you in picture, but some yeah. <laughs> like our color, they are Nepali origin. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's a resettlement village of like 400 families uh, yeah. from different places, some even from over the border in India. And yeah, how, yeah. how far away from your village are they? From your church? Village uh, is straight at uh, uh, about five to 10 kilometers from our Rajgarh. Okay, five to 10 kilometers. And they're all low caste families. Yeah. And your church has begun to reach out to them and help supply so them with all families and the government also uh, looking toward us and they, the local government told us that you cannot distribute any, any relief if you want to give. You give us and we will give them. Uh -huh. And before uh, our source collected some money and gave to the mayor. But this time we are not meeting them. We just, uh, we just going to the uh, small village. Uh, within the big village where there are one or two family believers. Mm. We just gather the old rice in their house first and we tell them that we were collecting some rice in our church. 
for our believers, but we have collected some more. So mm. we are giving to our neighbors also. Mm. To our believers, tell them, and then we distribute them. And if, if uh, the local government know that we are distributing rice, and they, they tell us that we give our, all of this horse, we'll give them. <laughs> So is the main reason that they want you uh, to give the rice to the government to disperse to these people rather than you giving it to them directly, is that because they're afraid you're trying to use the rice to cause them to become Christian converts? Yeah, they, 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 think, they think that we are giving yeah. something to the poor people and converting them to yeah. Christianity. Right. They are Christian. <laughs> Okay. And so what um, your church's outreach there and helping these families like this, what, what has been the response of the families in the from the village? And they, they are very happy. And now because of lockdown, we are doing fellowship in 12 small groups in different villages. And in some group, uh, some new family from that village are coming and uh, in fellowship. And they are doing fellowship with us. Wow. <clears throat> and we also send some money uh, for three families in Kathmandu. And they lost their job. And one family uh, was running a small, a small hotel, like just a tea snack like that. And uh, from last uh, six months, they are not doing any job, so they sold all the things they had. And uh, they have no food. Before we sent uh, our church and uh, uh, some relatives collected some money and sent them. And this time also I sent some, some thousand rupees to them. And uh, she was telling me that uh, we were very uh, difficult condition now, but uh, you sent this money and she praises God. They, they were the husband and wife both are believers and they praises God and gave thanks to us and uh, one family just had a small baby just uh, two weeks before and some uh, someone called me that uh, they have baby but they have no any food mm. and we send some money to them they are not coming to our fellowship in Kathmandu they are going from different fellowship mm. but we know them so we sent some money to them also. And one another family, they were living in one rented room and because they could not pay the rent and they had to leave the room. So they went to live with someone's room. So we sent some money to them also. They, the three family were very, very needy. And when, when we sent money, they were very, very happy. Mm -hmm. So are the, um, the churches in Nepal, are they free to gather together and meet together in person? Well, in a small family, in a house, uh, if there are two or three family believers in one small village, we gather, get together there. And uh, the government allow us to get together less than 15 people now. So we are getting together every week. Uh, in 12 places now, 12 small groups. Okay. Is there any idea when um, when you'll be able to meet together again in larger groups? Sorry? Is there any idea 
when you'll be able to meet again as a large group? Uh, we are not sure because the, the, the uh, virus infection is growing faster here now. Uh, and in our local area also many are infected. So uh, it's not sure. Government is doing harder and harder in some villages. There is curfew. They cannot go outside from house. Mm. And only grocery shop are open and the bank and everything is closed. And just I withdraw withdraw money uh, with by ATM. So I have to go bank many times <laughs> because I cannot withdraw mm. much money in one time. So obviously um, the uh, yep. school the school that you've been running. Yeah, school is also not. closed. Yeah, okay. closed. And, uh, but uh, from last month, some parents told us that uh, you can start some tuition in our village. So now, just one month before, we started uh, tuition in a small group, less than uh, 15 children in their house. And our teachers are meeting them in their house, I teaching them to our, uh, to our something. And now we are teaching them in uh, nine tuition centers, small groups, nine small groups in different places. Wow. wow. You have that many teachers, nine teachers? Uh, oh, one teacher teaches in three places, one teacher two places, and oh. sometimes I teach in our, our, our house, in our house. The children from around us come to us, and some in one place, but some teach in two hours like that. Wow. Uh, a couple years ago, you and Amrita were involved in a, a pretty bad motorcycle accident and ah. had broken legs and had to have surgeries. How has Amrita's uh, recovery been? Uh, till now, I cannot uh, ride a drive motorbike, but I can sit back if someone drives. And Amrita also, so we can walk around us and go to visit us, uh, our neighbors, but we cannot walk uh, very far. And uh, we have not met doctor from last uh, eight, 10 months because of COVID. <laughs> so oh. uh, we have put rod in my leg and uh, it, is, it is okay. Yeah, but uh, we can, I, I cannot drive more drive motorbike myself. Oh, you can't. Not play. Huh. Huh. I guess you can't I play. I can, I can drive, but uh, I have not uh, meet doctor and uh, without doctor's suggestion, <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's been, that's been a long recovery. Yeah. And Amrita also can work, but uh, not like before. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, not, not like normal. No. So I guess you're not playing football with the children. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, we gave some money to, uh, I wrote to you in email, I gave, not in uh, WhatsApp, I sent money, so some picture of one pastor, we helped. And yeah. uh, we helped, we gave some money to Pastor Narendai, we gave him 55,000 rupees. Uh, he he was uh, in campus crusade before, and he left campus crusade. I went to Malaysia for work, and he worked there for a few years. 
when he was in Malaysia, uh, he, uh, and he came back to Nepal and he became a pastor in one new church. We, we anointed him as a pastor just uh, two years before. And uh, his believers uh, were from very far places and uh, he was uh, praying for a motorbike. He requested us to pray for a motorbike for him. And uh, he has no work here in Nepal. He, he was educated, but no work. And so he started a small tea and a snack shop. And, but uh, after this uh, uh, lockdown, his shop is not running. So it was some difficult for him. And uh, two times we gave some food. Our sources collected some food and gave them and uh, was praying for a motorbike many, many times he used to send request, please pray for us. <laughs> and uh, for two years we were praying. And when, when you send uh, this money, and I thought, I talked with Harka and Pastor Amar and we, we talked and uh, I told them, if we can collect uh, some money from our sources, and uh, I can give some money from this uh, relief fund. And, uh, it will be helpful for him and he can buy a second-hand motorbike mm. and uh, our church uh, some pastors uh, and we decided that we can give 30,000 rupees and his own church uh, leaders decided to give him uh, 60,000 rupees mm. 90,000 rupees from churches and I told them I, I would give you uh, 55,000 about 500 dollars mm. and he has now then he has uh, uh, 145,000. Then uh, we told him you can buy uh, one second hand bike. Yes, that faster that. And, uh, but uh, someone suggested us second hand bike uh, may be uh, always done to work well. He can buy new one. So he borrowed some money from his friend and he bought this new one, new bike. He borrowed some money from friend and bought this new bike and it cost uh, 250,000 rupees. So, about, uh, <clears throat> so yeah. in the note, the note that you had sent me about him, uh, you said he's a faithful pastor 20 kilometers from Rajgat where you live. Uh, yeah. is, is, he, is he one of the pastors that you have been discipling through the lessons like with the other pastors? No, he used to come when we, we were studying together. He always, he always with us. Okay. And then you said uh, that uh, you, together with him, have been praying for two years for a new motorbike for his ministry. Um, can you describe a bit of his ministry? Is he, um, is he pastoring one church, or is he uh, overseeing multiple churches, or... What's the extent he, of his ministry? Yeah, he's just seeing one church, but uh, believers uh, come from very far. From huh. houses come from far, far, so he has to meet to uh, from far places. Hmm. So he was in need. Yeah. So you said your your church um, collected thirty thousand rupees towards his motorcycle. Yeah, and then, and then his and own. And collected uh, uh, sixty thousand rupees. Yeah, 
That's awesome. That's a, that's really encouraging. Mm -hmm. So this fund, this really fund was very useful this time uh, because uh, one pastor, he was very in need of motorbike and some families in Kathmandu was very, very neat in town. If they have no food, they no one will help. But in village, some can give food to the neighbors. Mm -hmm. But in town, no one help each other. So when I send some money to Kathmandu, and they were very, very happy and oh, praising God and giving thanks. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Uh, praise the Lord. Yeah, we're thankful to the Lord. And we spent uh, about uh, $2,000 till now, 270000 to just about $2,000 we spent in rice and uh, some money in Kathmandu and for bike. Yeah, we're just thankful to the Lord for all of his provisions and um, in all these areas and and um what it is that god's you know doing you know in and through fbc so that we can just be a resource to pass it on to you guys and um it's it's all the lord's work it's all the lord's money and so it's a just a wonderful thing to hear how uh he's using it in and around your area there go paul and the you know what what the lord's doing so uh, Gopal, what about the, um, specifically about some of the families in your church there in Rajgat, um, are, are, is everyone able to work and make money, uh, or are there, are there people that aren't, are not able to work and are in need of help? Um, what's, what's the condition of the families in your church? In our church also, um, many many families have no work. Mm. They lost work somewhere, somewhere mentioned, and now because of lockdown, no one is making house, and so they are not getting any job. And till now, uh, we, are, we are doing something from our church, for our, our uh, believers of our church. Till now, they, uh, and this time also, we, from this 80 sacks of rice, we gave uh, some uh, family of our believers, about mm. uh, 15, 17 families from our source, they got relief from this, this mm. time also. Mm. And we are doing something. And sometimes uh, when one believer has some more food and other have no food, and they, they also they give personally. Wow. So we are wow. helping them. And uh, one teacher, uh, James is one of our teacher, and uh, he he came to us when he was, uh, I think, uh, about uh, two, four years old. And uh, when Nick Badri started a small uh, orphanage in his, in his house, at that time he came to Pastor Nick Badur and FBC helped for the, their education and everything. Later he went to uh, Jai Pandey's hostel and he finished class 10 there. And uh, that time he was, last time he was uh, with Zaypande in Gorakhpur. Then when he passed class 10 and Zaypande told him, you can go, you can leave from my house. <laughs> he, told, he told him. And he went to Delhi and he, he did class 12 there. He worked for someone's house and uh, they led them to 
do class up to class 12 and when he was class 12 he searched in facebook and he contacted me and he wanted to come to nepal then i told you you can come to nepal and we have one school also you can help here and he came to us and he worked for our school from last uh, uh, last four or five years he was he's here mm. as a teacher he has no house so we gave him one room in our school and he has no any relatives and uh, last year he got married oh. he, he did love marriage <laughs> <laughs> and and this time we talked to the our local political leader when they are giving uh, some small land for house to the other uh, landless people and uh, you can help this our teacher also and they gave small land and James made a small heart there like other people, bamboo and grass heart just a few months before. And mm. he and his wife is living there. And uh, uh, last time we, this time, uh, last week we uh, took all our rice shack in their house and then we called them his neighboring and uh, distributed them. And he is in big need of uh, a house this bamboo pole and the grass house is not uh, strong. When the wind blows, uh, sometimes it will be. Uh, so yeah. we are praying for him to uh, make a small, hmm. better house. Right. And our thoughts are also praying. And we, are, we, are, we have not decided to do anything, but we are thinking we, 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 our thoughts will do something. And we are praying. Yeah, amen. Currently, are there um, are there needs in uh, among some of the families in your church or in your village that um, your church does doesn't currently have the means to help with? Uh, sorry again. Are there are there families in your church or in your village right now that are needy that are in need of? financial help or um, they're needing food that your church currently doesn't have the finances to be able to help them? There is still now. There are some families and uh, when I, we almost finished our advice on everything and uh, one, one believer whom we helped, we gave advice to them. And, but last time, at last we have only two sacks of rice and we gave him uh, one believer's family and one his neighbor. And the believer uh, came to us and uh, there are some families around us and they are very needy. And I told him, now we have finished. And if we, if we will have in future, we will, we will see. Yeah. Uh, and okay. in, in one village, there are 17 families. Our, our another pastor, uh, Baburam lived near there. And near his house, there are some families and uh, uh, some of the children come to our school from that village. And the pastor just came just a few, uh, few minutes before we start meeting. And I told him we are having a joint meeting. And he told that, that they are very needy if he can do something for the families. Um, if, if you could put together um, a list of 
the number of families right now that you have contact with and interaction with, uh, either in your church or in uh, some of the fellowships around that you're leading and working with or other churches um, or families in their area that those churches are ministering to, um, if you could put together a list of those needy families and and um, how much it would take to you know meet their needs, if you could send that to us, that would be a help. Yeah, yeah. I, I will do this later by email. I'm, okay. I'll send you and I'll talk with our church leaders. And, uh, yeah. So Hanson and Jocelyn, what about what about you guys? What have you been up to? Uh oh. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, uh, we are keeping well by God's grace. And after a long time we were able to go to uh, Hosul for uh, three days. We went on Monday and uh, returned on uh, Wednesday. We could meet our friends and some church people there. Um, so we, in, as a family, we are we are doing well. About with and then uh, in your in your areas are still um, still the lockdown and. Uh, uh, days, certain days and times when you can go to the market or have things opened up more now? Um, actually, uh, see, now we can go go out from uh, morning 9 to evening 7. Uh, the, the shops will be closed by evening 5 p.m. So before that, we can go and uh, buy. It, it means it's much more accessible and easy now. Uh, but the cases have been increasing. Earlier, it was only like uh, 50 to 100 cases a day in, in, the, in the state of Tamil Nadu. Uh, but now it's between 5,000 to 6,000 um, uh, cases every day. Um, so the government has said, uh, means they kept the lockdown for all this time. And now the government is relaxing uh, by saying uh, it's the individual's responsibility to uh, care for themselves. And they have given certain um, uh, protocols on what we should follow. Uh, but uh, the trap means what they have done is they have divided the state into eight zones, eight different zones, um, like connecting three or four districts together and we can travel. And if you want to travel from one, like uh, we are staying in the district of Namakal and we want to go to Hosur, so I need to apply for a um, uh, for a pass. Um, so I, I need to go to the government website and register all the details of my family members. Wow! And then it will be um, sent to the district uh, collector's office. You no, know, he's the chief administrative officer, and he will uh, grant the pass. Um, mm. So that system has been uh, uh, is it, it's in progress now. So. Um, so when we want to go to Hosu, we uh, we got a uh, we got that e pass, and like uh, every sixty or seventy kilometers, there will be a, a police check post, and they will uh, check the details in the e pass, and sometimes they'll take your temperature, uh, wow. and then they mm. will uh, they will ask you to sign in a notebook, and then you can they have a register, so you have to register your name, 
and then you have to move you can move from the place wow huh. man what about all the hundreds of thousands of people that are you know that come into the cities to work you know from out of you know out in rural areas um like delhi you know there's got to be hundreds of thousands if not millions of people that are coming in to work they have to do the same thing to like return to their homes and things like that um actually in in big cities like new delhi and mumbai uh, they have already opened the public transportation uh -huh. uh, so they have the city limits. Uh, so within the city limits, you, you have the freedom to travel. Um, mm. So for example, um, in Namakal, the district limit will be around 50 kilometers. So within this 50 kilometers, mm. uh, we can travel freely. Mm. Uh, but when once I move from my district to the next district, that's where uh, I have to follow all these things. But the big problem in Tamil Nadu now is the public transportations are all closed. So people who come from villages to work in towns, they rely on these public uh, buses um, or, or or trains. So um, it's very difficult for them. Like uh, they may not be able to come to work uh, every day. Hmm. Uh, so they have to find some work around their village uh, for their survival. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. So, first time that you guys have been to post source since the lockdown, since the since um, um, yeah, uh, we we went one time in June, but uh, uh, that time we got permission for only a day. So we went in the morning, uh, just visited uh, uh, Pastor Saji and a couple of friends, and came back. Yeah. Uh, but this time we got a permission for three days, so uh, we we were able to. Uh, spend more time there. Yeah, I'm sure it was fun. Fun yeah, to see yeah. everybody and have have some time with uh, your friends and kids seeing their friends and things like that. Yeah, so Hudson was uh, crying all the way back saying that he don't want to leave Hosur. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> over the last number of months, um, uh, we've uh, been privileged to um, send you some funds um, that you and your church, church leaders have used to uh, help meet the needs of needy families um, due to the COVID lockdown and that kind of thing. Can you share with us some of those details and how, how the money was used and um, any responses, stories, testimonies? Um, maybe um, can you see signs of um, how it has helping the church's relationship um, in the community and that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, so, um, see, Namakal, actually, we, we are um, doing this social help since May. Uh, for the past four months, uh, in the in the month of April, um, when the lockdown uh, actually the lockdown began in the last month last week of March, uh, so in the month of April we were praying um, about uh, what we can do to help these families. Uh, so we are connected to six uh, village churches uh, here, so that 
that's like uh, seven churches together, including the church at Namakal. Um, so we prayed and we were thinking to support uh, 35 to uh, 40 families because that's the amount of funds that we had at the time. Um, and then we received the email from uh, from from you that uh, Fellowship Bible Church is planning to um, send $2,500. So um, that was a big surprise. Actually, we were um, we were praying and thinking about, uh, we, we know that we have to support more people, but then we had only limited um, resources. Um, so that, um, so that month, uh, uh, April, we, we ended up supporting about, uh, mm -hmm. 180, 80 families, mm -hmm. um, in this, uh, seven different churches. Um, then we were also able to help, uh, uh, old age home, which is 10 kilometers away, um, from, from Namakal. And there is this guy, um, you know, who, um, who take care of people who are, thrown in the streets by their families, like uh, old people who are just left in the streets. So we were able to help him. And we were also help, we were able to um, connect with, uh, with a group of people uh, who work among this uh, uh, alcoholics. Uh, the program is called as Alcoholic Anonymous. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so um, through that, you know, um, I, I had the privilege of working with them um, in, in, in last May. Uh, so, uh, we supported some, uh, some of them during that time. So, uh, that was in April. Uh, then in the month of May, uh, we again supported about 120, uh, uh, families because we received an additional, uh, $1,500 for the month of, uh, May from FBC. So we were able to, um, help them. And what we do is usually we buy um, a sack of grocery. It will have um, rice, uh, oh, two different rice, variety of rices. One for lunch and dinner. The other one is for breakfast. Uh, then we bought some uh, um, some dal. And, um, you know, in India, we use a lot of masalas, like spices. So spices. Uh, then we bought uh, soaps instead of sanitizers, because sanitizers were expensive. So we bought some soaps, um, uh, toothpaste. Uh, so an essential supply for a, for a family uh, for the whole month. Um, so we did, we did that um, on May. Uh, in uh, June and July, uh, we, we were able to support um, uh, like 65 families. Uh, uh, in, in, in these villages. And when I uh, went last time to the village, uh, we told them like we, we ran out of the resources. So you pray if, if God gives us, we will come, come back next, uh, uh, next month. So that's about the work that we were doing. Um, I just wrote down, um, uh, four, uh, four, four testimonies, uh, that, um, that blessed me. So, um, can I share those four with, with you? Yeah. This, can you see this picture? Yeah. 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 So is this from recently, right? From, uh, July this, this or... was, uh, before two, two weeks. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this, this is, is this, a, this is a picture this of what is... you were, what you were describing. Yeah. Uh, so this bag will have, um, 
rice dal and essential spices um for the uh, for the family yeah mm. so this church is uh, about 30 kilometers from from namakkal mm. and uh, the person you can you see a person with a notebook in his hands there yeah uh, his name is uh, pastor prince joshua he is the pastor of the church and uh, no he he is a very good uh, person so we are uh, we are actually uh, uh, no discipling uh, him in the sense i have introduced the creation to christ lessons and he's he's reading through it and um, we are hoping and praying that uh, uh, he will be able to join us in leadership in in namakkal um, uh, from for that that person so you can you can pray for him this prince joshua in that picture and then um <clears throat> where's this where's this one at oh okay okay this one um uh, you you can see this person in the chair you no know, the person who is sitting next to a uh, woman in the picture mm -hmm. uh, so his name is mr shiva kumar and the, the lady who is sitting next to him is his wife uh, so they come from a village to our church and every sunday he will uh, take my sermon notes uh, he will ask me the sermon notes so i will type my whole sermon and give to him um, and it was going on for nearly a, nearly a, nearly one year um, then um, one day he came to me and he said pastor i take my take your sermon note and uh, i teach it to this is the sermon note on uh, knowing god serious no our uh, creation to christ knowing god serious so um, he said i am teaching it to my um, uh, family members now his brothers his two brothers uh, his parent um, and then couple of uh, families in the village uh, and he said they ask so many questions so um, why can't you come and start a bible study in my home uh, so uh this is in front of his home uh, so we go here uh, every sunday evening uh, we have a kids sunday school mm -hmm. and then we'll have a um, adult bible study um, so we were doing it for uh, six months before uh, covid uh, began mm -hmm. and after this covid uh, we were able to uh, visit them only three or four times so what he does is like we will record um our whole service and send it to him through uh, youtube and he will gather all these people and he will play the service for them every day mm -hmm. and uh, this is a new outreach you now we we are hoping that we will be able to plant a church in that village it's uh, it's again about 25 kilometers from from namakkal the village name is elachipalayam uh, uh, so that's a very nice testimony that um, Uh, he was so um, means he was going to a different church it is called as the evangelical church of india and uh, uh, the teachings of uh, the teachings of grace was something new to him so uh, he was so impressed and um, uh, i mean means god moved his heart um, so he not only learned the lessons but he started teaching and he wanted more people to learn it um, mm. so that, that's something uh, that we should praise god and yeah. this is also another village where um um pastor prince is working this uh, this is a old uh, church founded by the british missionaries about 100 years back 
but now in this village nobody is means uh, most people migrated from this village it's a, it's in a remote part so there is no um, uh, hope for employment and uh, because of uh, uh, the deficit of rainfall uh, farming is also not possible there so most people migrate away so only old people are left out there like uh, about 20 old women gathered there uh, and now because of the lockdown their children are not able to visit them um, so for the last four months we were able to supply the essential groceries for this uh, uh, i think it's 22 uh, two women old people there and uh, they were very happy no you can see all of them uh, some of them are not even able to walk uh, but uh, they were very happy to come and uh, since the government did not give us permission to open the church uh, we gathered outside the church mm. and uh, we were able to spend some time in prayer and uh, you know, teaching through a lesson and then we distributed these uh, gifts to them and mm. and one of the old women said that uh, uh, the government most of the government officials did not visit our village and when you came the first time we thought you are going to come here um, supply some materials take some pictures and go because that's what uh, uh, many government officials do uh, but we kept visiting this village all four months you no know, continuously uh, then she asked no why are you coming she asked son why are you coming every uh, every month and um, and we were able to tell them like uh, it's because god god loves you mm -hmm. and this woman was completely in tears she was telling like no i have sons and and grandsons and uh, nobody turned up to help me during this time uh, but uh, the church is helping me so uh, i really understood that god loves me so we were very happy for you can see that woman no she's sitting with that uh, 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 pink sari uh, next to pastor prince no she's the one who is last in the picture mm. and she cannot walk uh, she has she needs someone's help to walk so uh, that's the second church that we were able to uh, help during this time yeah, the, yeah, she's the person. <laughs> so you said you had a couple of testimonies? Uh, yeah, I, I just wrote it down because I don't want to forget. Um, one was about, um, her name is Daisy, and uh, she was brought up in a Christian home, but she, she married a, mm -hmm. um, a non-Christian um, person. And her husband is a, is a severe alcoholic person. And um, like uh, whenever we go to his, uh, go to her house to pray, um, it means she will tell, don't come inside the house because my husband will not um, like it. So what we'll do is we'll stand in the street, uh, spend some time talking to her and her child and we'll pray and come. And um, so during this lockdown, her husband, no, he lost his uh, job. He, he does daily wages. So he lost his job. And um, so they were not able to feed the family. And when, when we helped through the church, um, the husband was uh, surprised. And uh, he told her, like, I don't even allow them to come inside my house, but uh, why do they want to support uh, me and my family? So that gave uh, Daisy to share the gospel to her husband uh, and tell her that, uh, no, our pastors love and pray for you. 
Mm. And last, uh, uh, I think uh, on August 20, uh, when we send the relief materials this time, uh, she came to the church and she, she said like, uh, our husband wanted to see you, uh, meet you. So can you please come one time to our house and talk to him? Uh, so uh, that was something very, um, uh, we, means like we know this person for nearly two, two years, but he never, he was never willing to even see or look at our face. Uh, but this is the first time like he wanted us to come and uh, spend some time with him. So you can, you can pray uh, uh, for this um, guy. Um, then the next one is like, um, as uh, Gopal mentioned in India, also we have the problem that the government uh, says, like when you want to do some relief work, you have to do it through the, through the government. Uh, uh, they, um, uh, and, but the problem is like, for example, you no, know, we, we have these funds and we, we take and give to the government, but they will give to whom and sometimes it won't. Um, so what we did was we started um, uh, to help families through our church people, through our church members. Um, so we, instead of giving it uh, in the public to different people, so we called our church members. Uh, we gave like one or two bags each. Um, and then uh, they went and uh, gave it, handed it over to the poor people around them. These are non-Christians who do not come to church, but very poor and needy. So um, that gave them the opportunities to share the gospel to their uh, neighbors. Um, not just the ones who are receiving the uh, help, uh, but even the other people who are staying near to them, they said like, uh, oh, we are not doing all these things. Why, uh, why do you want to do? So that helped them to share the love of Christ to them. And uh, uh, some of them were able to distribute New Testaments uh, to these families. They said like, if you really want to know more, you can, you can read this book uh, and you can come to our church. Uh, you, can, you can know more about it. Uh, so the church members were also like um, happy to, to do that. That means like we were able to involve the whole body in the process of uh, uh, doing this. And it helped us to understand what are the spiritual gifts of different people uh, in the church. Uh, uh, because since we are relatively new to the church and uh, we were wondering on uh, who is gifted in which area, how we can train and equip them for the uh, ministry. And it helped us to find um, interestingly how you know, the heart of people uh, for God and others. That's uh, the second thing. The third one is um, uh, Pastor Prince. You know, when we went last time, um, uh, you know, we, for one particular family, he said they are not able to pay the rent. Can you please, uh, instead of giving um, the groceries, they would like, to, like us to pay the rent uh, of the house. Um, and interestingly, like uh, for the last four months, we were able to pay the rent for her. In the month of... Uh, May, um, actually her house owner, the owner of the property came and uh, threatened her saying that uh, she's a widow. She has two, two girls, two teenage girls with her. So the owner came and threatened her saying that if you're not going to pay the rent, I'm going to send you out of the house. Um, and it was like he stood in the street and yelled at her. Uh, so the neighbors were watching. And one of the neighbors asked her, no, what are you going to do? You don't have uh, any job. And uh, how, how can you manage? And she said, like, uh, I'll pray and my God will help me. Um, 
So when we gave this rent for the past four months, no, um, and her, her, her neighbors, no, Pastor Prince said that, um, no, she testified that her neighbors were able to understand that God really answers prayers, no, that our God is a living uh, God. So uh, Pastor Prince was very thankful that we were able to do that for that um, family. And then, um, and then finally, the other testimony is about a church. Um, actually, this is a church where we had the leaders retreat. I send you some pictures in the month of uh, uh, May where we had a, a leaders retreat in a mango farm. Um, no, so there are three families you know, who have a uh, 30, 30 acre mango farm. And when they became believers, they donated a small piece of land in their uh, farm and we started a church there. Now about 30 to 35 people are gathering in the church. And um, in the month of May, uh, we helped 10 uh, families in the church uh, or through the church. Uh, and when we went for the leaders retreat, the guy who owns the farm, you know, uh, he asked me like, um, how are you able to support? Because um, our churches, no, we don't have much of digital uh, transaction. So uh, we receive bag offerings. Every Sunday when we gather, uh, people give their offering and the whole church is run you know, mostly with the bag offerings. So um, uh, he, he asked the question like, how are you able to uh, manage? Uh, because I know the church is closed and you're, you're able to help 10 people. So I told him like we were praying and from, uh, from US we have, we know our friends from Fellowship Bible Church and they contributed uh, to help uh, these people. And this guy felt so guilty about it. And he said, no, God has blessed me abundantly. Uh, so why someone in US should help the people in my church? So I will talk to the elders in my church. So he's talked to his brothers and the other people in the church from, uh, I think from June and July and August, uh, they, they are taking care of those 10 families. No, um, uh, that was also another thing like um, uh, God opened his eyes to see the needs of his church members and also God opened his heart to generously share it you know, with, with other people. Um, so is this the, think, is this the location? Yeah, it's the same, same location. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a nice property. They have about uh, 30 acres of mango farm and um, they had a good harvest this time and, uh, so God, God moved that church, you no, know, to um, to take that responsibility and help others. So, so these are some uh, there's some things that came to my mind when I thought about the uh, work. Um, it it really helped so many. When we began, we thought we are going to help a few families for only one month, uh, but God, you no. Know, um, enabled us to support, continue the support for the past four months. Um, for We begin with 180 families and we continue to uh, support um, uh, more families. And, um, and we, we, the problem here is many people have lost their jobs, especially people who are in village because of the lack of transportation, they are not able to go to town for work. So they have to find a, a work in their own village and and many places are there is you no know, uh, people receive only one third or two thirds of their salaries what they used to regularly get 
Um, so that's the reason the Tamil Nadu government is, the state government is also trying to open up everything. Um, so they're thinking that at least in the next few months, they will be able to find, uh, find, a, find the stability for, um, for the livelihood of people. So, so thank you. Thank you very much for the uh, support that um, helped us to uh, meet the needs of so many families. Um, so um, currently, are there more, is there more need, um, more families or maybe even families that you helped back in May that could use help again now? Um, is there, uh, what about the people in your own church? Are there, are there families in your own church that aren't able to work that are needing help? Um, yeah. Um, actually, we are, we are thinking to continue our support for 70 families for the next two months. Uh, if, um, if, if God allows, um, then, um, there are also few um, pastors, you no know, independent pastors who are um, working in small villages. And in the month of May, we were able to um, help about, uh, I think maybe uh, 10, 10 of them. Um, we were able to send some money, like we were able to send a small uh, gift of money. And uh, June also we continued uh, uh, sending to them. Uh, but for the last two months, we were not able to uh, help them because this, these people, uh, these pastors mainly rely on the um, offerings of their uh, church people in small villages and the villages were, um, have lost their jobs. So uh, I, we are thinking and praying like if we could uh, help them for a few, few, few months, it will be till the church is open and once people are able to come back, uh, so, uh, so that's something that we have in our mind. Uh, so I talked yeah, so to the, um, I, I, mean, I talked to the leaders this morning because we, um, we usually record our uh, Sunday service. So we were able to meet some, I was able to meet some of them and, um, we are trying to assess like, uh, what can we do in the next two months? Um, so probably I'll be able to send a mail tomorrow or day after tomorrow to you about the needs. Okay. That's yeah. Great. And if you could um, give us a, you know, a, a figure, uh, an amount that would be needed to meet those needs. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll do that. Um, well, as I, um, <clears throat> as I hear you guys, you know, share these testimonies, a um, a passage comes to mind, um, Matthew nine, um, and it's interesting in the um, in the the version that I'm reading here in my uh, Bible app. It's uh, the New King James, and the the title over the this section of verses, which is Matthew nine thirty five to thirty eight. It says the compassion of Jesus. And it says, <clears throat> then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, 
because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And to me, this is a picture of exactly what you guys just described. Um, you know, living in a place where you're surrounded by multitudes that are weary and scattered and have no shepherd. Um, they're weary, they're fearful, they're anxious, um, not able to work, not able to provide for their families. And just the weariness that comes from that, the fear that comes from that. And, and having, you know, having no shepherd, meaning having no hope, having no direction, um, you know, having no hope for help and not even their own families. And like you shared in many cases, you know, the woman shared that none of her own children, none of her own family have come to help her. Um, and, and just the compassion, you know, that Jesus had on them, um, because, uh, you know, he is love, it says in first John four. And, and just in that context, you know, Jesus himself saying the harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And, and that prayer is being answered, um, through, I mean, through you guys, through people like you, um, right now, you, your churches are, are, are being sent out into that harvest field and you're manifesting the compassion of Christ, the compassion of God for, you know, these people that are weary and scattered and have no shepherd and you're manifesting the, the love of God and, and it's drawing people to him. And it's a, it's an amazing, you know, we as a church are called the body of Christ and, 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 you know, through these types of things, these types of actions and manifestations of the love of God, you know, you guys are really providing um, an incarnational manifestation of God himself in your community. And, and it's a privilege um, for us to be able to partner with you in this. And I just, I just praise God for his grace and, and the people of FBC, the gracious, uh, generous people of FBC that make our involvement with you possible. Um, and just the continual generosity and giving and just enabling us to uh, just keep partnering with you and, and you guys continue to be able to, you know, go out into these communities and reach these people and, and manifest the love of God in this way. And, and, uh, we're going to, you know, obviously continue to partner with you and, and pray with you and pray that God will continue to open doors and prepare hearts and lead you to, you know, to, to people who are ready to hear the gospel. And that's the other interesting thing, you know, it says that when Jesus saw the multitudes, he had compassion on them. You know, there's no strings attached. He, he had compassion on all of them, you know, whether, whether they believed or not, whether they were ready to believe or not, he had compassion on everyone. And, and um, it's, I just praise God for you guys and your churches and, and just the way that God has raised you up and is um, continuing to work through you. And um, it's really, really exciting, really encouraging uh, to hear and pray that our listeners, um, are, are really rejoicing uh, 
and just the the goodness and the grace of God, the um, you know just the divine intervention of God, and allowing all of us as a body to be to be a part of what He's using you to do there. Yeah, <clears throat> we are very thankful to um, to God for uh, for the body of uh, Fellowship Church. Uh, it's not just uh, we at uh, at Namakal, we are doing it, but I think we are doing it together as as a body. Like, you know, we are all connected together. And uh, and and as you said, um, that's something like uh, people have are losing hope, and and they need uh, that hope. And I think if if they are one of the things that we are we are praying as a family or as as, as leaders is that uh, that their hope should not be on the help we provide them, but their hope should be in the the person who makes us or enables us to do these things in, in the person of Christ. So, uh, no, uh, I would sincerely request all of you to pray that um, uh, the people whom we are helping now will be able to um, look to Christ, you know, and Amen. and find their hope in in Him, you know. Uh, so uh, that's something that, you know, as a pastor, I'm cautious or I'm, I'm afraid that uh, they they should not think that, oh, we can look to the church, the church will help us. Instead of that, um, they should think that we should look to Christ and in Christ we we will always uh, find a way. You know? hmm. uh, so please, please pray for that. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Any other um, um, in, uh, specific prayer requests that you would um, like our listeners to know about and to be praying about for your family or church or ministry? Uh, I, I have written down a couple of them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, yeah. One, uh, one is like, um, <clears throat> in our Knowing God lessons, we <clears throat> completely finished the Old Testament part. Uh, so we are moving into the uh, into the Gospels, and then we'll move into the Book of Romans. So please pray for the continuation of the teaching. Uh, because of this um, this COVID, um, we were not able to continue the lesson uh, because we were not able to gather together as before. Uh, but now, um, for the last one month, we were able to uh, telecast our service in uh, local television. Um, so even people without mobile phones can watch the service from home. Uh, so I'm planning to um, <clears throat> restart the lessons from from Gospels, so you can you can pray for it. Um, the next thing is like um, in India they are planning to pass this anti-conversion bill. That means like uh, uh, a person will not have the freedom to uh, move from one religion to the other religion. Mm -hmm. That anti-conversion bill. It's already there in eight different states, but now they're planning to make it uh, uh, nationwide. Um, so, uh, means, I mean, I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm thinking like this is going to help the promotion of the gospel because whenever people, uh, in the history, whenever people try to stop the work of the gospel, it actually prospered. Um, mm -hmm. But but we have to pay a cost. It is going to have a, uh, there is a huge persecution that, that might await us. Um, uh, 
some of you might have seen in the news that um, uh, the Ram, that the, a temple for a Hindu deity called Ram is uh, going to be constructed in India. Um, you know, um, it's in a very disputed place between the Hindus and the Muslims and uh, the prime minister of the nation himself has gone and inaugurated the whole project. So it, it has very explicitly stated to the nation that um, they are moving towards the agenda of making India a Hindu nation. Uh, so um, so you, you can pray um, for the situation here, for the safety of the church and the promotion of the gospel. Uh, so those are the two things that uh, I was keeping in mind. Hmm. And, uh, yeah. and uh, Gopal, how about you and Amrita? You have uh, any specific prayer requests that you would like our people to know about and to be uh, praying in regards to? <clears throat> And also, uh, the government is making uh, some harder for Christian, and uh, it is not easy than before to preach in open, openly, and uh, uh, they have changed the rule. And if someone changes someone's uh, religion, it can be sent jail for five years like that. And still now, some pastors are facing a court because of they convert some people and some situation is being harder than before. And uh, so uh, we have our ministry, uh, we see that uh, there is big need of uh, uh, around our area. There are many, many villages they don't know Christian. They don't, they don't know uh, Jesus. And uh, I, I see like uh, when uh, there is a big field, but uh, no workers, mm. like it's here now. Uh, where we always pray, God give more and more people. They have heart to reach the people uh, and meet them and help them and preach them and share them gospel. So, that is the biggest need here. And also, uh, now we, we are not uh, easily go to visit from hard villages because of accident. Uh, and we want to recover completely and then we can meet uh, more people in hard villages. And also, um, uh, it is not easy to go by uh, motorbike to far villages and uh, we, we are praying and uh, this one. So you're you're praying for a vehicle is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah okay. So you um did you get those Jim? Yeah. Can you um summarize? Yeah um it seems like um, you went for for Hanson and Gopal, or just for Gopal? Yeah, for all of them. Just uh, go yeah. list them off again. Yeah. So it seemed like um, uh, for for Hanson and Jocelyn, it was just a continuation of the teaching. Um, they're finishing up, finishing up knowing God, and uh, after that, they're going to be moving into 
moving into Romans, um, the challenge with the possible wall coming in place with um, the restrictions of moving around um, from one from one uh, one region or one district to another, it could be challenging. But also, also, you know, with the challenges comes God uses that to further the further the gospel, um, and then. Um, it seems when we're with Gopal and Rita that um, it's it's difficult when difficult when somebody um, does uh, get saved. It presents challenges with their families and different things once they once they do trust the Lord as their Savior, and then more workers. Um, the fields are ripe for the harvest, but the laborers are few that God would raise up more people that just have a heart to be involved in the work, work with um, Gopal and the other leaders there. Transportation is difficult. Um, you know, they, he shared earlier that because of the, his previous accident that right now he can't, he can't drive a motorcycle and um, you can ride on one, but can't drive one. Um, so, and just, um, that God might provide, provide them a, a vehicle. Yeah. Yep. Great. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that those are all clear for our listeners um, so that folks can be praying for you all. Yeah. Well, um, anything else you guys wanted to share before we close off? So, so Jocelyn is silently listening. So. <laughs> I, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for making this call and continue to pray for us. Mm -hmm. And yeah. No. And um, from uh, from last week onwards, um, uh, no. For us, uh, for our kids, we have this uh, um, creation to Christ for children uh, that we teach them. Um, so uh, we started an online virtual Sunday school for children. Uh, and uh, last week we had about 280 uh, viewers. No, who we made it for our children or for our church children, um, and we got a good feedback from uh, many people. Uh, so uh, we want to do it every week. Uh, so you can you can pray pray for it. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Um, go, Paul. Would you mind closing us in prayer and uh, go ahead and pray in Nepali? I, I pray in Nepali, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And if I see Bible Circle Ministry, Scott, Jim, Lagas, Sampuna, Missionary, India, Nepal, the old Bari Baika, Sampuna,